Thank you for joining us on the LTC DON chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Directors of Nursing Services, AADNS. This is episode three of the competency-based staffing podcast series. I'm your host today, Jessica Kunkler, and I am here with AADNS's Curriculum Development Specialist, Amy Stewart. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Jessica. I'm thrilled to be here today. Amy, throughout the past two podcasts, we've discussed what competency-based education entails and detailed how to find competency educational opportunities. But how should nurse leaders most effectively evaluate staff competency? That's a really good question, Jessica. Once the competency-based education has taken place, the learner needs to be able to take that information and actually apply it in the clinical setting. So evaluation of education means that you're seeing staff put to use the knowledge that they were given and that it's consistently delivered that same way in the day-to-day care delivery setting. How might nurse leaders do that on a systematic basis? I would suggest that nurse leaders actually audit care delivery so that they can make sure that this information learned during competency-based education is able to be carried over into practice. So let's say you conduct competency-based education for nurses and nurse aides on personal protection equipment to be used in isolation rooms, and that the education involves hands-on demonstration with a return demonstration. A lot of nurse leaders might feel that staff received the education, they were able to demonstrate that knowledge, and so therefore they're all set. They don't need to do anything further. I want people to think about what happens in a live clinical setting. There are so many distractions and staff can easily forget a stop. So by observing the the actual knowledge being used in in the day-to-day care setting, you can determine if there are steps being missed figure out why they're being missed, and then address this so staff uh, don't have this issue going forward. That sounds like a great tip. What will surveyors be looking at when they consider staff competency in the facility? That's an excellent question, Jessica. Staff uh, competency is, is one of the mandatory survey tasks that is conducted during every standard survey. So surveyors will use the CMS form titled Sufficient and Competent Nurse Staffing Review, which walks them through determining whether a facility has sufficient and competent staff. The top of the form actually indicates that surveyors should evaluate if a facility has sufficient and competent nursing staff to provide nursing and related services to assure resident safety, to attain or maintain the highest practicable physical mental and psychosocial well-being of each resident as determined by the resident assessment and individual plans of care. Then it goes on to say that if individual states have mandatory nurse-to-resident ratios, that those states and those facilities are not exempt from this regulation and having their sufficient and competent staffing reviewed, even if they meet the mandatory minimums. The Sufficient and Competent Nurse Staffing Review has a number of items that require a response from the survey team. The form tells the surveyors to actually use observation, resident and resident representative interviews, staff interviews, and record reviews to determine if there is sufficient and competent staff in a given facility. Is this form readily available to everyone or is it just something for surveyors? Jessica, it is readily available. what our listeners can do is they can Google the CMS survey website 
and on the survey on the CMS survey website there are a lot of tools including all of the um, long-term care pathways so I strongly recommend facility leaders review each of the items that surveyors will be looking at um, not only on this form but all of the pathways that are on there but you can use this form to interview residents and family members and staff asking them the same exact questions that the surveyors will be asking that way, if you get any unanticipated responses, you can use that information as an opportunity for further education and training. That sounds like a great resource, Amy. Listeners, please stay tuned while we take a quick commercial break. Onboarding a new MDS coordinator? Let ANAC help you get your coordinator up to speed with MDS Essentials, a comprehensive 10-course training program offered online. To learn more, visit www.anac.org backslash education. Welcome back listeners. Let's continue our discussion with Amy Stewart on staff competency. Amy, can you explain a bit more about the type of questions on the sufficient and competent nurse staff, nurse staffing review form? Certainly, Jessica. Let, let me just share a few of the examples under the resident interview section, for example, Surveyors will ask resident questions about sufficient staff and questions about uh, staff competency. So one of those examples that they're going to ask the resident is, do you feel safe and comfortable when staff assist you? Then the form goes on, and there's a lot more. That's just one example. There's a lot more resident um, questions. The next thing they'll do is they'll ask nurses and nurse aides questions about sufficient and competency. For example, one of the questions asks, how do you identify a resident's changing condition? Can you provide some examples? Another question on the form asks staff, how have you been trained to provide care, use equipment, and ensure proper infection control techniques are used? So as a nurse leader, you'll want to know how staff might respond, and you'll want staff to know what questions will be asked of them so they're comfortable answering these questions when the surveyors come and ask them. Those are helpful examples. The form sounds like it would be a really helpful resource to prepare for survey. Is there anything else that our listeners should consider when evaluating competency? I just want to point out a couple of things. First of all, the, the state, opera state operations manual actually mentions that uh, competency may not be demonstrated simply by documenting staff attended a training or they listened to a lecture or they watched a video. The facility needs to be able to prove that a staff has the ability to use and integrate the knowledge and skills that were subject of the training, lecture, or video. So they must be assessed and evaluated by staff already de determined to be competent in these skill areas. The state operations manual actually goes on to provide a few examples for evaluating competencies and says that it may include lecture, lecture with return demonstration for physical activities, a pre and post test for documentation issues, demonstrated ability to use tools, devices, or equipment that were the subject of training and used for care of the residents, Review, uh, reviewing adverse events that occurred as an indication of gaps in competency, or demonstrated ability to perform activities that is in the scope of practice an individual is licensed or certified to do. The other big thing I want to point out is recently CMS uh, came up with this um, 
toolkit or um, resources, if you will, using civil money penalties. And what they did is they provided three separate toolkits that help facility leaders assess staff in, in um, staff competencies, if you will. Our listeners can actually uh, go to Google and Google civil money penalty reinvestment program and when you Google this, or you can even Google it with Competency Toolkit, and the Competency Toolkit will come up. And this is a free resource for our listeners. So I strongly encourage people to check this out because the toolkit actually includes um, a 40-minute assessment on behavioral competencies. So, um, and, and again, it also looks at um, some changing condition uh, education. So there's just lots of really good free resources for our listeners. And who doesn't love free resources? Thank you so much, Amy. This is such helpful information for our members. If you missed the previous episodes on this topic, please be sure to tune in to episodes one and two for more information on staff competencies. In the meantime, you can always visit our website at www.aadns-ltc.org. Thank you.